This is part two of a two-part interview with Stephen and Sarah Trailer, pastors of the PAL campus of Faith Life Church near Columbus, Ohio. We're picking back up in the interview where I'm asking the trailers how to distinguish between walking in wisdom versus not taking action out of fear and calling it wisdom. So here's the million dollar question. How are people like us who don't settle for the status quo, who value freedom and a life without limits? How do we create extraordinary results in the key areas of life, yet skip the fear, stress, and anxiety that produces regret? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm your host, Tom Herman, and welcome to the Attractively Different Podcast. So I want to dig into that a little bit more and when i say that like the idea sometimes i think i'll just say christian culture i don't i don't want to put a broad label um like westernized church i guess sometimes i feel like there's a lot of fear that masquerades as quote-unquote wisdom and you know so for example like using your story staying in the airlines if you did, right, could have been someone that could have been wisdom to somebody, right? This is this is me being wise, right? And mm-hmm. I think sometimes people can miss what God wants to do. And it's like we put a label of wisdom on it as opposed to just really identifying um, that maybe there's fear involved or we're not walking in faith. And um, how do you distinguish between when fear might be present, but we're maybe labeling it as wisdom versus really being discerning and being like, no, this is wisdom for me to be here to make this move. And what are kind of some small nuances there um, that you can really kind of check in yourself on whether or not maybe I'm just calling this wisdom, but I'm really afraid. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I, you know, that's, that's a, it's an interesting question because it you might look a little bit different for everybody. I, I will say the Holy Spirit is our counselor. So he gives us wisdom in every situation. If you go back to that peace that you have internally on something, if you have a sense of peace about something, even if it seems like it's something that is just crazy, like something that doesn't make any sense in the natural, you know, to go back, as we said about the pilot thing, before I left, I would flew with a lot of different pilots, you know, sit up there in the cockpit talking. And I would mention, hey, I'm, I'm going to leave the airlines and go do this full-time ministry thing. And you should have seen some of the looks I got from some of these guys. Like, that is the most bananas thing I've ever heard. Why in the world would you do that? Like, all this time you spend, all these things you've done. And you'd explain to them, hey, you know, I feel called to this. This is a passion. This is something I feel like God's telling me to do. And, you know, not everybody has the same perspective on faith and on God. Not everyone is a believer. And so it's, it's hard to navigate that with some people. But in their mind, that was absolutely not wisdom whatsoever to do that. It was a a crazy decision. But in my mind, it was wisdom because I knew if I'm staying in the will of God, I'm staying in what it is that God's called me to do, that's the absolute best place I can be. And if I feel like as a couple that we're praying about this and we feel like, you know, this is the right decision for us, and there was no anxiety, there was no worry, obviously there's a little bit of natural concern, like, oh, are we going to have enough money in our bank account to make this work through this transition and all of this? You know, there's a little bit of natural concern. I think there is some wisdom in that as well. Like you got to be careful there. But we didn't have any of the anxiety. We didn't have any of the stressful laying awake at night. Like this is this the right decision? I'm not sure. We didn't have that. We had peace in that. 
And if you have a lot of that in the situation, if it's, a, if it's a big leap, big decision, and you have a lot of anxiety, you have a lot of fear, you have a lot of other things, you should listen to that as well, because that could be, that could be the Holy Spirit warning you as well. He's not going to put anxiety in you. He's not going to give you fear. That God's not a God of fear. He's got a peace. But at the same time, the Holy Spirit will speak to you, and you have to really develop that connection with him. Uh, praying, praying in the Spirit, making sure that you're allowing some quiet time in your day to connect with the Holy Spirit and to allow him to speak to you. And if during those times, if you're, you know, you're in your prayer time and your worship time, and you're finding that you still have a check in something, it's like, I, I don't know, I just don't feel good about this. Like, it's just, I prayed about this and prayed about this. And I feel like it's probably the right thing, but I'm not really sure yet. I just don't feel that, that peace, like we're talking about, then you should listen to that. That would be wisdom and listening to that um, and not jumping off head first into something. I don't know if it answers your question or not, but it, it could be a little bit different with everyone with, with that too, level like, of, of comfort. I'm thinking for my own personal journey of, you know, having chronic asthma my whole life, like that's all I, I knew until I turned 30 years old and, and God healed me. Um, and it really, for me, like when I knew that I knew now I grew up in church and I grew up knowing that God could heal. And so it's not that I didn't think he could heal me, but I grew up with teaching that, you know, God can heal if it's his will to heal you, you know, or if you're good enough, if you beg enough, I didn't, I didn't know that it was a legal issue that when Jesus, you know, it's a covenant, right? When he died on the cross, he paid the price for a healing. And so when, when I was healed, I knew at that moment in that service, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I had received my healing and people like, how did you know that you knew that you knew? And I was like, obviously I was in faith because you know, that's how we receive it. But I knew because I just had like this, like just unspeakable joy. And like, it was bubbling up. Like I wanted to jump up in the middle of the message and be like, I was healed. Like, you know, cause it wasn't like, it was like, oh, it was a prayer moment and they called forth or someone had a word of knowledge. Like I was in the teaching and I knew I had received my healing at that point, like, and, you know, it was a, a series on healing. So I'd been being renewed in my mind for like eight weeks on healing. And, and so I knew at that point I was in faith. I knew it was a promise of God for me. It was my legal right. And I received it. So when I went home, I threw out all my inhalers and when I say I had chronic asthma, I could not go anywhere. Like I slept with an inhaler under my pillow. I had him in my purse, in the car. He would carry one for me, like, because, you know, that was just my life that I'd known. And so I threw them all out. And some people might be like, is that wisdom to throw out medication? Was that wisdom to throw out your inhalers? What if you had an asthma attack? But I knew that God healed me. And I said, God, I know you healed me. I'm not dependent on these anymore. And I went and threw them outside in the trash because I knew I did not need them anymore. Was that wisdom for me? Yeah, because I knew it was, but I tell people, does that mean everybody should go home and throw out your medication and believe God to be that you've been healed? Like, if you know that, you know, like I had peace and joy. So I threw them out knowing I don't need these, but I don't tell other people, you know, throw out your medication. If you believe that you've been healed, you know, what Stephen said, we have the Holy spirit. Like I knew I'd received my healing. I had peace and joy. And I knew I could throw out my medication. And I tell other people be led use wisdom. You know, some people I can just tell they're not in faith. And I'm like, 
you know, there's, they're saying, well, I'm not going to take the medication because, you know, I don't need it because God's going to heal me. Well, God's going to heal me. God already did pay the price for your healing on the cross. So I listening for, are they in faith where they're at? And there's no condemn, condemnation, but not everybody maybe is at that place. And you can hear by the things they're saying, if they're in faith or if they're in fear, or if there's worry or anxiety, then if, you know, and worry, anxiety, or they're speaking things like, you know, I, I know God can heal me. Don't go and throw your medication out. If you're not at a place where you know that, you know, that you're in faith and being healed. Does that? Yeah, I think I think faith is a really important component. All of that agreement with heaven, agreement with God's word, knowing exactly what it is that you've prayed for, you believe it when you receive it. That that component is a very important part of this whole process. With especially when you're taking a leap and doing something like big like that, like I'm going to throw my inhalers away, or I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to take this medication anymore because I believe I'm healed from this. Like if your if your faith is not totally in agreement, 100 with God's word and with what God says then you're maybe not ready to throw away that medication yet. You need to get back in the word. You need to get back in there and figure out where am I with all of this? Where's my faith? And then in that moment, when you feel like you're ready, when you're hundred percent persuaded, you're ready to go. It's like, I'm excited. I have that unspeakable joy. Like she's talking about. That's when you're ready to make that, that, that decision. So that looks different for everybody. And you know, it's faith is a very personal thing. It's something that you have yeah. to decide for yourself where you are. Only, you know, where the doubt is in your mind, only you know where the faith is and what where your agreement is. You know, you know if you're having thoughts of, of doubt all the time in, in an area. And not that they so. don't come because you know the fiery dots. You know that it talks about in Ephesians, they come. But it's you know because the very next morning when I ex went home, was healed throughout all my inhalers. The very next morning I got up and I was making sandwiches. I was going to take my kids to the zoo. And I heard this like thought come into my mind that said, you weren't healed and you're going to have an asthma attack now and you have no inhalers. And literally like within seconds, I start to feel like wheezy, but I took that instantly. I like threw down the bread and butter knife and I'm like, no, I was healed yesterday. Devil, you are not stealing my hearing because I recognize that's a fiery dart. That's the enemy's thought. That wasn't my thought. But what happens sometimes is people have that thought and they think it's their thought and then they meditate on that. And they, that's why people, you know, you hear stories of people who said, well, I thought I was healed, but maybe I wasn't healed. It's because those fiery darts will come. It doesn't mean it's your thought. It's fiery darts, but we have to hold up our shield of faith, you know, and we have to, you know, get out the sword of the spirit. And so that's what I did that morning. And that was so key to holding on. And as soon as I started threw down that bread and butter knife and started getting out my Bible and I started reading every scripture out loud and telling the devil, reminding me that the symptoms left, the symptoms disappeared. But if I had have come into agreement with that and start to think, oh my gosh, I am wheezing. Oh my gosh, maybe I wasn't healed. Maybe I shouldn't have thrown it out. I do believe that the enemy would have stolen my healing from me so <laughs> we went down a whole different path there with it sorry time. Tom. So, <laughs> that's 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 good so i'm curious just even as you've been working out things of the kingdom and learning your faith right and like um have there been moments where it's like oh we thought we were here or this didn't happen the way we thought like how do you how, how have you been able to like press through and Gary talks a lot about being a spiritual scientist right like what are those moments where it's just like you know maybe I wasn't in faith right because I think even um just being around the Cassis and their, their teaching right like there are people who they're amazing testimonies that faith life has that says like this how it works and there are people that's like hey this isn't working for me right, right. like 
are there those moments where it's like, hey, this didn't work out the way we thought it would? Like what? And then like, how do you, how have you like bolstered that faith to be like, to keep moving forward and um, walk in God's promises? Maybe when it's like, oh, like we thought this would be easier, right? Or whatever it may, whatever that may be. Does that make sense? I'm asking like, where are those, have there been moments where it hasn't gone exactly like you anticipated? And how have you been able to respond? Because I think so many believers adjust their theology based on what they're experiencing versus realizing like, oh, there was something on, on my on my end. Yeah. Cause it's easier sometimes, you know, that's why there's a lot of religious, you know, teachings where, you know, maybe somebody loses a miscarry, you know, miscarries a baby and people are like, well, God just needed that baby more. And it's cause it's easier for them to say that and blame God and then to, you know, really dive in and be a spiritual scientist. Cause it's not comfortable necessarily to be a spiritual scientist where you've, you know, been standing in faith for something, thought you were in faith for something maybe, and then didn't see it come to fruition um, or didn't, you know, didn't, the plan didn't come to fruition. It didn't work out. You were disappointed, like, okay, what's happening. It's easier for some people to just be like, well, God, I don't know. You're sovereign. I'm not sure what happened. It's hard to say, okay, I'm going to be a spiritual scientist. And I know that God is good and he can only be good. And it's not a faith issue on God's side. It must be on my end of the deal. So Lord, where was that? And yeah, for sure, there's been times, you know, you might have a specific, I'm not sure if you have a specific example, you can jump in, but there's definitely been times where, you know, where we thought, okay, we thought we're in faith, we've sowed a seed, like, you know, almost like it's a formula, okay, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to sow our seed, check, you know, done that, like, and we're in faith, check, all right, thank you, Jesus, and move on with life. And, you know, and then get disappointed faith when something hasn't happened, and have to stop and be like, okay, were we in faith and sometimes feeling like we were fully persuaded and we were in faith and we were like, we know we were fully persuaded when we, you know, sowed this seed, we know we heard God, right? We know we heard God. So we were obedient. So we're going to do this. And then, but then have not seen things come work out the way, you know, or opposition has come and persecution or things of, you know, you know, rocked us. And we're like, what happened? Like what happened and have to sit back and be like, where did we open up a door to the enemy? Uh, you know, sometimes it's through our own words. Like we prayed in faith and we knew we prayed in faith. And, but then without realizing it idly, you know, speaking words that maybe were against what we had, you know, come into. And sometimes, you know, it's, um, you do it to protect yourself almost like, okay, you know, I've prayed in faith, especially if it's a big thing that you believe in God for, it's a big leap of faith to do a big step out. You know, sometimes there's even that self-preservation, like, okay, well, even God, if it's, if it's not this time, then I know it'll be next time. Well, then I've negated my faith, right? I've negated, I already sowed my seed, but then I've unwill, you know, maybe unknowingly said things in, in opposition to the faith, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, you know, and sometimes it's the Lord will pray and go, God, where do we miss it? Like, uh, ask the Holy Spirit, have we opened up the door? Sometimes it's uh, unforgiveness is a definite, um, you know, blockage to faith, right? Sometimes you can be, think, okay, we're in agreement. We've prayed, we've so to seed, you know, and be in agreement as a couple. Um, and then you're not seeing 
the promise, you're not seeing the fruit, you're not seeing, you know, whatever it is you are sowing for and asking the Holy Spirit. And um, we we have a couple uh, that, you know, we kind of mentored for years now, and they had five miscarriages in one year. And they just were so, I mean, it's just one miscarriage for a family is, you know, just devastating, but five miscarriages, and they're like, the kingdom clearly does not work. We're missing it. And they were new to faith life, but they were so hungry for the kingdom and they thought they were applying it and they couldn't understand what was happening. And it's hard to sit with people and be like, you know, after you've just had your fifth miscarriage and it's not on God's end. So like having that, like, guys, I, I don't know. And we couldn't tell them like, we, we don't know, but you know, be a spiritual scientist, get into the word, praise a couple, ask the Holy spirit to give you wisdom and they ended up coming back and telling us, you know, God just revealed to them one morning in prayer that there was uh, a root of bitterness and unforgiveness towards a family member that they were harboring and had been harboring and didn't realize that it was an open door for the enemy into their lives. And so uh, immediately they repented to each other. They called the family person. Uh, they repented. They got resolution. And then uh, and then they prayed again and they sowed this seed and believed for their baby girl because they had uh, three boys and they really wanted a baby girl and they prayed and believed for their baby girl. Uh, and uh, not only did they conceive, uh, but Brooklyn was a girl she went full term after five miscarriages and and you know had this beautiful baby girl and from then they've grown and now they know like okay if something's not working we have to stop and be a spiritual scientist have we allowed satan access have we you know do are we do we have unforgiveness or any offense towards anyone you know making sure that you're closing access to the enemy because you know we have authority over him but you know, we Christians sometimes don't realize they're giving the enemy access into their lives. So I don't, do you have a specific example? No, I, I mean, I can't think of one specifically. There's, there's been several yeah. throughout the years, yeah. and, you know, especially coming to faith life and just discovering a lot of these things. Unfortunately, a lot of things about faith are just not taught in church. Yeah. Um, you know, people think there's a difference between having, you know, people say, well, I have faith that God can heal me, but that's not the same as being in faith is understanding what God's word says and being in total agreement with that and receiving what it has already been paid for, you know, it's for a you. Legal issue. It's a legal issue. Yeah. yeah. And so I think a lot of people don't quite understand that. And it's not their fault specifically. Maybe that's what they've learned in church. Maybe that's what their pastor teaches from the pulpit. Um, you know, it just depends on which church you're part of, but God's word is true and it doesn't, it doesn't fail, you know, and there's, if you're in agreement with God's word, you're going to see what's coming, what, what his word says, those promises are yours. And if, so if it's not, if you're not seeing that promise again, it's not on God's end. It's always now end. So yeah. getting in the word, you know, maybe there's strife in your marriage, like pastor Gary and Drenda taught us, you know, you hear him teach it all the time. If you're around them for, you know, any short amount of time, but they, they always, and as, as a ministry team where that's the first thing we're, you know, kind of taught to us people that are coming up and they're like, Hey, like we sowed, like we thought we're in faith, but this is not happening. And, and the first thing we ask is how's your marriage? And Pastor Gary is very big on that because he said, you know, strife in marriage is a, an open door for the enemy. So, um, and the power of agreement as a couple is so important. And so yeah. sometimes it's checking like, hey, are we in strife? And like, I mean, I'm sorry, if you live in the, in the earth, you're probably going to have strife in your marriage at some point. Like we, we were the first to say, yeah, there's times where, you know, you, and, but just being wise to that and being like, okay, like, you know what, like Pastor Gary and Drenda would say, 
we choose to prosper whenever they start to have strife and get into arguments they look at each other and say we we choose to prosper Stephen and I usually for us it's like he'll look at me like hey we're on the same team that's kind of our thing same team we're on the same team if there's strife like remembering oh wait we're on the same team like we have the same common goals and visions so let's we're on the same team let's not allow the enemy in here let's not allow division because you know, it will stop, you know, it will stop the blessing of God if you if you allow that, if you don't recognize it and shut the door to the enemy on that. Yeah, I think that's so I think that's so good to to realize that it's not a formula. I mean, I know Gary talks about that all the time. Um and even with my clients, I've talked about just like being able to take 100 percent responsibility, right? When I think it's really easy to come to a place and like it's kind of scary to take responsibility right and yeah. say like oh this is an issue on my end you know in god's words like it doesn't return void it works every time um, yeah. it's easier to kind of be like well i just either don't believe that or that's not true this doesn't work right um versus being like no like i need to own own my end and how mm -hmm. can we how can we get this and get this right so what would you say, we just kind of wrap this up here. What would you say to someone who, or even what do you say to like people who come to you to pastor? Um, and you kind of touched on a little bit before who are kind of like maybe discouraged in the process, you know, and you, you want to encourage them to be a spiritual scientist or figure it out themselves, right? But like you're saying, like this family who is so hungry to activate the kingdom, right? what would you say to someone who's like, yeah, I've kind of tried that I've given it, but whatever, or it's not working for me. Like, how do you, who, how would you encourage them to either keep moving forward and be a spiritual scientist? And what words of encouragement would you have to offer? Yeah. You know, we've experienced disappointed faith, you know, and we know what that's like firsthand. And I think and you're right. You know, you do. It's not easy, but you have to recognize, okay, it's on our end and that's tough a tough pill to swallow, but also giving people, you know, grace, people feel like, well, it doesn't work, or I messed up, or I, I you know, I'm not going to be able to figure this out. And also, you know, like in the case of this couple that were having these miscarriage after miscarriage, and so not only dealing with disappointed faith, but I told them like, you're grieving, like, and the, the humanity side of, you know, we're, we're humans, we, we live in this world, you know, uh, you know, we, we, or we have a soul, like, you know what I mean? And so letting people understand too, like, it's okay, like, to grieve, it's okay, you know, to feel your emotions, because we're humans, we, we are going to feel emotional, we are going to grieve if we've lost something like a baby, especially, you know, and that's part of being a human being, uh, but to not dwell there and not stay there. And so to acknowledge, like, I am devastated, like, I just lost a baby, you should be devastated, you did, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, if you're a Christian, we know she's going to be reunited with these precious babies in heaven, but that doesn't mean on earth right now, that it's not a grieving process. And is, so it's okay, we're human beings. So to, to be okay with that, some people feel like, well, you're not a Christian then if you're, you can't just, you know, but it's like, no, we're human beings. We have feelings. Let's acknowledge the, that we're, you know, we're experiencing something or acknowledge that we messed up, you know, that's hard. You know, I'm an Enneagram three, three. <laughs> I don't like to mess up. Sometimes that's really hard for me, but to acknowledge, like I missed it, I messed up or, you know, to go through those emotions, but then not to stay there. And I tell people don't stay there though. Like, 
get, you know, grieve, go through those emotions, you know, because we're human beings, you know, Jesus got angry, he flipped tables, like, so we're humans, we have emotions, uh, but to not stay there. And, you know, when you get disappointed, faith, it's so important to be around other kingdom people, because if you, uh, you know, you have this, you know, thing you're so deceived for, you're believing for or whatever, and it doesn't come, or you thought you were healed, but then, you know, you're like, but now I'm in hospital or whatever. Uh, it's so important who you talk to in those moments, being around like kingdom believers, people who, who aren't going to go, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know why God did that. Or I don't know what, you know, but being around kingdom believers who are going to be like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to have all these emotions, but now girl, put on your big girl panties because we're going to dive in. Let's figure out like, you know, be a spiritual scientist. Let's dig in there. Let's get grab hold of a promise and let's really dissect that promise and like reminding yourself of your covenant and not staying there. You don't want to stay there uh, in that moment. That's absolutely no. right. No, you're, that was great. That's exactly what I would say too. Yeah. Um, be around other people who will encourage you and challenge you and help you to grow. Because everybody's, be, it's a journey. Yeah, it's everybody's a journey. Everybody's walking, everyone's faith is in a different place. Everyone's point. journey is a different place. So, you know, you don't have to look very far to find <clears throat> people who've had disappointed faith, you know, and they've tried for something or they believe for something and it hasn't worked out. You know, pastors Gary and Drenda, you know, people think, oh, they're just, they're sitting up there and they're feeding each other grapes and reading each other the word. And they're just, they're just walking on air all the time. And they're not, they're real people just like we are. Yeah. And, you know, if you've listened to any of their stuff for very long, you've heard stories of disappointed faith that they have, you know, things that they thought this is going to happen and it didn't happen. And then they had to go back and take a hard look at it and say, okay, where, where do we go wrong? What happened? You know, why did that not work? Just as important as it is, like pastor talks about with saying, you know, be a spiritual scientist about why something happened. You need to know why something doesn't happen as well if you experience that. So mm-hmm. get back into the word, you know, like like Sarah talked about, yeah. you know, pray about it, you know, allow the Holy Spirit to show you. The enemy loves to is, condemn them. You know, yeah. And that's another thing and tell people like, you know, you feel like if especially if you feel like you blew it, like it's like, you know, my personality maybe feels that more like I blew it, like, man, I missed it, like I blew it, like you know, I didn't hit the mark on this. I didn't achieve this. I didn't, you know, make this happen. Or, uh, you know, I felt like we, you know, we had it all figured out. So why didn't it happen? And you can feel like, and then, you know, the enemy can beat you up about that. And so there's no condemnation. Like if you, if it didn't, you know, if you're like, this did not happen, like I thought it was going to happen, or I thought I heard God, but what's going on. And, you know, when you do step out in faith, like when you do move your whole family to another state with no one here, not knowing anything, there's opposition that comes. So, you know, it doesn't mean we didn't face opposition. We didn't face, you know, different trials and things, Um, but, you know, clinging to your promise. So, you know, what you get back your eyes back again, that focus, like, where's your focus? Is it on the circumstances or is it on what God has promised? And if he promised that, then if it's not now, it's like, but I know that was my promise. So I'm going to just get my focus back on that, not allow the enemy. The Bible says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So, you know, I think a lot of times we do as Christians can do the enemy's work for him, like beat ourselves up about it. Like be like, and it's like, he's sitting back there like, oh, great. I don't even need to give him any trouble today. They're doing it for me today. So no condemnation. allow yourself to grieve or to, you know, have those emotions or be mad, whatever it is, you know, but then be like, all right, now I'm going to, you know, I've had that, but I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to shift my mindset again. I'm going to, you know, refocus on what the word says. The battle is always up here in our minds. And so just, you know, and I tell people, even if you don't feel it, 
say it like you know speak the word uh declare what god says about you declare what he says is your promise you know if your bank account says you have 26 cents but god you know that's not what he says you know god says that he's gonna open storehouses and bless you and if you're a tither then you like get in there and you remind the devil like i'm a tither i have covenant rights as a believer you know the word says given it shall be given back to me good measure pressed down shaking together and running over so that's what i received today you know and speak that is not as though it is and not speak what your circumstances say and just keep moving on and when you mess up which we all do uh be quick to be like i missed it we messed up or if we're in strife quick to repent and be like man Wait, we're in strife right now. Same team. Let's get back on the same page and keep moving and keep going down uh, our faith journey together. Yeah. Awesome. So where can people find out more about either you or Faith Life? And if they want to get plugged into this teaching, where can they get more information? Well, our church website's faithlifechurch.org. You can check it out. It talks about both of our campuses there. We have an online version as well for people who aren't local. They can watch our services online. And if you want to hear more about Pastors Gary and Drenda, they have their own television shows and their uh, own streaming channel online. It's faithlifenow.com. You can find all their information there and information about them, their resources, their books, all of that stuff. I mean, there's some really good stuff on there, but I'd encourage people to check out those two places. Yeah, we can't speak more highly. Our life, literally, yeah. when we came to Ohio, we were up to eyeballs in debt. <laughs> like we were dysfunctional <laughs> uh, and we just plugged in. We just said, oh, this teaching, we've never heard it. So I just plugged in as a couple. We listened to it and it completely changed our life, like mm. to be out of debt and to be prospering and uh, to be able to raise our family. Like we have teenage kids and we love being parents of teenagers. Like you don't have to live how the world says you have to live. You can prosper in your family, your finances, your relationships. Uh, and we learn all of that because of the kingdom teaching at Faith Life Church. So definitely would highly recommend any of the teaching there. Awesome. Thank you so much. So hopefully you guys found this information valuable. Please rate the show, subscribe, and leave a review. The ratings and review help make the show better as well as help get more exposure to help more people. And remember, everything you do matters. God has a specific assignment for you. Go rule that assignment, serve his people, and be blessed. Hey, everyone. It's Tom again, and I wanted to ask you a quick question. On a scale from 1 to 10, how confident are you that you know God's purpose for your life? I mean, there can be a lot of confusion around this topic. So I went ahead and created a life purpose roadmap to help you gain clarity on your purpose. You can download your free PDF life purpose roadmap at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose. It'll walk you through the seven simple steps to prospering in your purpose. Also for the next 40 days, I'll be sending you a daily email guide that will help you unlock the full power of the roadmap. These emails are designed to make it that much easier for you to implement the roadmap and succeed in your God-given assignment. It's free. Just go download the Life Purpose Roadmap PDF at attractivelydifferent.com backslash purpose.